Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. In 30 years doing this job, I'm not sure I've ever had a day quite like this. Four lead stories, rankings, firings, tipping pitches. One team won the Super Bowl on deadline day. Holy smoke, there's no time to waste. Let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. Actually, today there were four places we could have started. But one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And I have got Kimberly Martin and Chris Canty, who are good enough to hang out after we wrap up Get Up today. We'll start with the NFL and trade deadline day and all the stuff that happened. And then we'll work our way to the basketball and the nets and the college football rankings and the World Series tipping pitches and everything else. But guys, thank you both for doing this. And let's start with the big move of the day, uh, and that would be the Dolphins' acquisition of Bradley Chubb. There's something about what they did that I really like, because going into the season, there were a lot of questions about the Dolphins and their quarterback. And whether this means they're going to win the Super Bowl this year or not, Canty, it feels to me like this was a signal from the Dolphins. We, we have our quarterback. We have our team. We're making a run at this thing. And um, I think that sends a... That sends a message that feels meaningful to me because I don't know that I felt they were certain about it until they did this. No question about it. And think about the draft capital that the Miami Dolphins have in 2023 or lack thereof, right? They lost one first-round draft pick because of the Stephen Ross tampering, and they just traded their their San Francisco first-round draft pick to the Broncos for Bradley Chubb. So they're telling you that they're all in on Tua. But the other thing that we got to keep in mind – when you're trying to compete for a championship, one of the most valuable commodities that a team could have is a starting quarterback on a rookie contract. And so this is the time to go all in on moves like bringing over Tyreek Hill, like bringing over Bradley Chubb. You can pay guys top of the market money while you still have your quarterback at bottom basement prices. So to me, I love the decision. If you're in the AFC, you know you're going to have to hunt quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. Bradley Chubb, coupled with the guys that they already have in the fold, is going to help them do that in a long way. You know, and, and then sort of an appropriate Kmart uh, analogy to make, but as we are during the World Series, but having a closer in football mm-hmm. has become really valuable. You talked about it today, that, that yeah. the reason the Rams won last year was not because of what they had on offense, but the closers yeah. they had on defense. Yeah, Aaron Donald, Zach and Burrow puts the game away, right? Um, even Buffalo going in and saying, we want Von Miller. Like, Mm -hmm. you've got to come to Buffalo. You're a missing piece. And we've seen the impact that Von has had. You know, the downside to the move, the one downside to the moves the Dolphins are making, to Chris's point, is the the future draft picks that you're you're giving away. But in this AFC, it is so loaded that I think teams like the Dolphins have to be more aggressive versus, like we were talking about on Get Up, the Cowboys. Like, I feel like in the AFC, they're just – it's a gauntlet of teams that you kind of have to go through – and a lot of really, really good quarterbacks. And I think the Dolphins have prime, are in prime position right now to challenge as a Super Bowl contender. And they're young, mm-hmm. the, the quarterbacks I'm talking about in the yep. AFC, okay? So I'm just jotting some names down here. Mahomes, there aren't any questions about. Yeah. Allen, there aren't any questions about. Lamar Jackson, there aren't any meaningful questions about. 
Justin Herbert, are, are, we, are we ready? Joe Burrow, are we ready to anoint these guys? What I'm trying to build myself up to is asking you the question, is Tua capable of being on that level? Is, is he, he doesn't have to be as good as Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Mm-hmm. But can you win in a conference that has all those guys I just named with Tua as your quarterback for the next five, you know, five to ten years? Well, you can win if he's healthy, but you have to also realize that in terms of the horsepower that those other quarterbacks have – that's not what Tua is bringing to the party. So your margin for error in terms of constructing a roster around him ain't the same mm-hmm. as if you got a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert or any of those other quarterbacks that you just mentioned. So I do think he's a quarterback that you can win with, but so much of the roster, so much other places on your team have to be strong. And that's why I don't necessarily know how this is going to work out for the Dolphins this season. I like the pieces that they have in place. I just don't know that this team as a wild card is capable of going on a run like we saw some of the other wild card teams in the past that have been able to get to the championship rounds. I'm Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive offers a great price and round-the-clock protection when bundling home and auto. It's one of those rare times where you could save money and get something great. Bundle today at Progressive.com. A couple of other really interesting moves that were made yesterday. The Minnesota Vikings, Kmart, are a startlingly overlooked team. Yeah. They're 6-1, and one and no one ever talks about them. We had uh, RG3 on Get Up yesterday doing his power rankings. Didn't even mention them amongst the top <laughs> five. <laughs> and then they go out and they get TJ Hawkinson, who anyone who's been paying attention, he's great. Like, TJ Hawkinson is a tight end who was a difference maker. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a crazy offense in Detroit, but yeah. he's a really good player. They add him to the mm-hmm. mix with Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. and Adam Thielen and Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison. What, who are, what, what should we be saying about the Vikings today, Kimberly Martin? Well, I can tell you what I'll be saying about them on Sunday because I'm actually covering their game. Oh, who's, um, who do they have this They're week? playing the Washington Commanders. Okay. Kirk is going to his old home. Um, so TJ Hawkinson, you know, he's going to a team that gets the least amount of production from out of the tight end position, and he is the most productive from out of all the tight ends from a yards per, per catch. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's over like 15. Um, I, I it's funny because the Vikings are that team that I also tend to like not think about. Yes, their record. I I, I get it. But mm. I think when we over the years, we've seen I've been very high in the Vikings in preseasons of the past. The defense. Oh, this this is the Vikings team that's going to challenge the Packers. And then something happens where they just can't put it together. This with this new GM in Quasi and 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 Kevin O'Connell. It seems to to work. It's working right now. Kirk to me is the wild card. He's that guy like you can win with, right? But I feel like that's that's the part to me that's always been is Kirk Cousins going to deliver you a Super Bowl? We're going to see because they're making moves like that tight end spot with with Irv Smith going on injured reserve. Okay, now we're adding production there. Now we've got a healthy guy there. We've got one of the best receivers in the NFL. You've got Dalvin Cook. This could the Vikings could really be scary down the stretch. Um, I just want to see it. I, I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop, and maybe yeah. that's not fair because we've seen them kind of fall. No, short. it has dropped in recent years. I agree yeah. with you. They, they they've been um, a, a bridesmaid. Is that the wrong way? They, they've been <laughs> never sort the bride. Of a, yeah. and also ran uh, and never there. The, another team in that division who made a fascinating move yesterday to me, Chris, is the Bears going out and getting Chase Claypool, who's a big, physical, very talented receiver who has never quite, I think, reached what looks like the potential of his athletic ability. Mm -hmm. Um, But the signal that was sent by doing that, they have a ton of draft capital, by the way. They traded one of their two second-round picks. 
But by doing that, that suggests to me that they are all in on Justin Fields. They want to make sure that the second half of the season, which is all about developing the quarterback, that they're giving him an actual chance with an actual competent receiving core. You add Claypool to this group that has Darnell Mooney in it, that feels to me like it could be a difference-making move. Not that they're going to hold, start winning all kinds of games, sure. but this could be very, very beneficial to Justin Fields. There's no question about it, G, but I, I'll take it a step further. I think it also signals a shift in organizational philosophy because because since I can remember, and I'm 40 years old, the Chicago Bears have been a franchise that's been led by their defense. Mm -hmm. They traded Roquan Smith a couple of days ago, and then yesterday traded for Chase Claypool. To me, that signals that we're going to build our identity around our young franchise quarterback. I don't know that we've ever been able to say that about the Chicago Bears. So I like the idea of having Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool as your number two, and then a Nikhil Harry, another big body receiver, Cole Komet. You're talking about guys that are going to give Justin Fields a little margin for error when he's throwing the ball down the field. And what's the area of strength for Justin Fields as a quarterback right now? Throwing the ball down the field. That's one of the things that he did very well coming out of Ohio State. He continues to do that well in the NFL. Now you've got guys that can win more of those 50-50 balls. I think you're going to see Justin Fields' confidence continue to grow. If they do that, coupled with more of the design runs for Fields and those running backs in the backfield, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, continue to produce, you could see Justin Fields take another step in the second half of this season. I'm completely with you. And, and the history of it, by the way, goes back way farther than 40 years. Uh, the, the history yeah. <laughs> of this, it goes back forever. I mean, yeah. the last genuinely great quarterback the Bears had was Sid, Sid Luckman. Luckman. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 when, you know, and, and part of that is geographic, right? They played in the Midwest. They mm-hmm. played their games in, back at a time when every game was outdoors. So your games, you're going to be playing in Chicago, Green mm-hmm. Bay, Minnesota. You're always going to be playing in these cold Detroit back in those mm-hmm. days before there was a dome. So historically, they've always been built on defense. And now that they've been trying to get the quarterback thing right, and they never have, let's see if they finally do. Greeny, Kmart, and Chris Canty with us in our studio. Your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation comes on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. And then finally, Kmart, I don't know that anyone knows the answer to this question, but I think it's one of the most interesting ones in the sport. The inaction of the Packers yesterday Mm -hmm. feels to me like at least partially a signal that they recognize they're just not that good. They're not close enough Mm -hmm. to being a legitimate contender that there was any trade out there they could make that was going to put them over the top. That's quite a startling acknowledgement to make for a team that went into the season as one of the favorites and has Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. So assuming they just sort of fade away into nothingness the second half of this season – Where does that leave Aaron Rodgers, who will be 39 years old next year? Well, I don't I don't know, because, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, teams will work the phones and in the end, deals don't get made. Right. Mm -hmm. So the the Packers end up walking away from trade deadline without any wide receivers. Um, They have young receivers on the roster that they believe in. But these kids have to get better quickly. First of all. Christian Watson has to get healthy, stay on the field. Yeah. Um, and 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 they just ha- they just have to raise their level of play. Um, the mar- you talk about margin for error. Like there isn't as much margin for error um, when you don't have that Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers connection anymore. That is no longer like Aaron Rodgers is now relying on young kids to sort of fill fill the gaps here. But it's not just on offense. Defensively, they've been inconsistent. Um, they haven't played up to their potential at. at consistently throughout the season. 
I don't know where things go. Like, I don't know, is this the, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't win it this year, does that mean he'll never win it? I would say probably. Um, But I also don't, I'm surprised that Aaron went on, actually, I'm not surprised. Aaron Rodgers went on, the, went on the Pat McAfee show and was like, I, you know, I would hope, like, I'm hoping that some news breaks now that we trade for somebody. It's like, bro, part of the reason they, like, they don't have the financial flexibility is because of your contract. Part of the reason Devontae Adams is not here is because the team is in this sort of holding pattern. And they should, I believe they should have given Devontae Adams money prior to this offseason. But... Mm. Aaron Rodgers is a big piece of why sort of the roster construction and the way they've been gone about things ever since they moved up to get Jordan Love. They, it feels like they've sort of been making moves to, to acquiesce Aaron Rodgers and, and let him know, like we, we screwed up, but everything is very reactionary instead of proactive and feeling like none of the moves that they've made over the last two years put together makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to to let Devonte Adams go, but we're going to sign Sammy Watkins and we're mm-hmm. going to draft these young. We're going to draft these kids in in the second and the fourth, and not the first. You know, like receivers not in the first yeah. round. Like all of it together, like it doesn't make sense. So I don't know what the future for Aaron Rodgers what do you is. Think, Chris? Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers played a huge part in making this mess what it is. But nevertheless, you're here. Here, and if you're GM Brian Gutekunst. You can't be half pregnant. You can't say we're trying to go all in on Aaron Rodgers and win a chip now and have an eye toward the future. I mean, where's less need when you need him? F them picks. Yeah. Let's, let's go out and get something that can help our quarterback. And right now, you don't have a receiver that can consistently win against man coverage. And that's what defenses are lining up against against the Green Bay Packers because they're not afraid of those guys being able to win one-on-ones for big plays like they were once upon a time when Devontae Adams was in a Packers uniform. Chase Claypool was the move. Now, gee, I'm seeing reports out there that the Packers did offer a second-round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. for Claypool, but the Bears pick was better, so that's mm-hmm. why the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers went with that. But if you're Green Bay, you get on the phone with the Steelers and you don't get off until you make the move for Chase Claypool. So if that's a second-round pick and you got to sweeten it with a fourth or fifth-round pick, so be it because that is a guy that you don't have in your receiving core. He's 6'4", 230 pounds, and he's tied for third in the National Football League with close with tight window catches. It makes sense to be able to get a guy like that that can make those kind of plays down the field for A-Rod. Don't, you don't have it. They're, they're completely spoiled. They have had 31 <laughs> consecutive years of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback sure. play. Like Bears, yes. uh, we Actually, Hembo and I did the numbers yesterday. There's no other team in history that ever had anywhere close to that. So they're going to find out what life is like for all the rest of us uh, if this is the <laughs> end for Aaron, and I think it might be. I'm at, I could do this forever. You guys yeah. are the best. Thank you, Chris Canty, later today with Chris Carlin as always. Always, Kmart will be on first take and everything else for the rest of the day. You're the best, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I always appreciate it so much. Coming up next, we'll tell you exactly what happened in the World Series last night. It might be the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And the most disappointing team in the history of sports reaches a new low. Those are on the way. We're just getting rolling. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Since the postseason started, he's been on fire. It's to Harper. Hit high in the air. Deep right center field. It is gone. Bryce Harper with his first big World Series moment. Dan Schulman, the call last night here on ESPN Radio as Bryce Harper hit the first of what would be five home runs. For the fighting Phils at home against the Astros last night, Hembo is in his glory. He is the world's biggest Phillies <laughs> fan, for those who don't know. And our new friend, Todd Frazier, who is obviously a longtime major league player and an absolutely terrific uh, analyst for us now, is, uh, was in with us for Get Up and is here with us uh, to do a little on the radio. We have a bunch of things to get to, Todd, so I appreciate you doing it. Um, and, and look, I, I said on the program today that if there is any team that would understand the value of knowing what pitch is coming, it's the Houston Astros. And so the fact that this was done unto them last night without any cheating, but you did an outstanding job on television this morning of demonstrating with video very, very clearly how Lance McCullers was tipping his pitches last night, and that led directly to the Phillies just teeing off on him. Yeah, and when you find a tip, here's the bottom line, when you find a tip on a pitch, are you going to hit homers every time? No, but you're going to hit the ball hard. And that's what I always tell people because baseball is the hardest sport in the world, still, in my opinion, hitting a, you know, a round bat with a, a round ball. Mm-hmm. So you're going to find ways. That you're going to get a pitch. Your body's going to be in the right position. You're going to slow. When you know an off-speed pitch is coming, it's not, all right, I got to hurry up and go. No, it's now my mind's slow, my body's slow. I'm just looking for the pitch. And I wish we can do that more often. But like I said, the game is so hard. So now Harper first at bat. We saw the glove. The glove was tilted up, okay? And there was, there was space in between. So there, there's a difference when you see, like, what, all right, we could be looking for one thing. So if one hitting coach says, all right, look for the glove up. I don't see it. All right, is there anything else? Well, there's space between his, his, where his chin is and his glove is. So there's, there's a couple different things that we saw. And if you're not 100% on it, then don't do it. But for me, if you were anywhere above 50%, I'm going to take my chances because the baseball players are getting better and better. The pitchers are getting better. And to hit five home runs, they, they were on 
every single one of those pitches. Even the foul ball some guys hit. And you saw some guys weren't on it. He still had five strikeouts, uh, you know, in the game. And those were the guys who were like, you know what, I'm not feeling comfortable with it. But those four or five or six guys that did see it, they took it by storm and you balls were just flying left and right. It's as many home runs as any team has ever hit in any one World Series game ever. And it was Hembo who worked on this, the video with you this morning. And did, it, just an excellent job by the two of you. And he's sort of talking you through what it is that he saw. It's very difficult to grasp it without visualizing it as we're able yeah. to do on TV. But the bottom line of it is... He was able to show you that when Lance McCullers is, was getting ready to throw a pitch, if his glove was sort of held perfectly vertically and held right uh, with a little bit away from his yep. face, then that told you one pitch was coming. Yes. And if it was held a little bit more diagonally and it was kind of behind yeah. his face, it told you a different pitch was coming. And as a result, the Phillies just sort of tee off on what they saw last night, which I find fascinating. How frequently do you see something like that? You guys are obviously always looking for those things. Out of the course of a 162-game yeah. season, how many games will you have where you guys all feel like, hey, I think we've got something here? Probably handful five to ten I would say five to ten, that ten, few. ten max that few and it could be a reliever you know if this guy comes in you know what we got we got this if I remember a guy if you could see this he used to have his finger out of his glove yeah and it would it would wiggle and he'd be like oh my god in his windup or in his stretch that would be a fastball and if it stayed still it was just like it would be like night and day boom off speed and wiggle it was and you could see it from my home place and I'm licking my chops. It's great. And I, I ended up striking out still, <laughs> which happens because I'm like, all right, the fastball, I'm geared up and you swing it. It's a ball. You're like, oh, man. But at the same time, it's like, all right, we'll remember that. And if you're getting up that inning or the next time you face a guy, you're, you're, you're just excited. Like everybody wants to get up. It's like, come on, get on for me. Get on for me. And, you know, most of the time it works. And then if it doesn't, stay with it because most of the percentages say that he's going to do it. So who cares? Don't get mad at the hitting coach and – Kevin Long, you got to give him credit, man. It's it's something that he does, the analytical guys are looking at, and other players as well. Todd Frazier with us here. The World Series here on ESPN Radio is presented by AutoZone. Action tonight, Game 4, 7 Eastern, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. And, of course, Hembo, you all, anyone who listens to our show, you hear him every single day here, but Hembo, you gave us a statistic on TV this morning that put this out of the the realm of well was something going on uh, w- w- was it was it likely that I mean, but to me, it's like an open and shut case when you gave us the statistic about the off speed pitches. Lance McCullers, the starting pitcher last night for Houston, had thrown entering this game six hundred and fifty one off speed pitches this season. Mm-hmm. Not one of them, not one of them was hit for a home run, and yet four of those pitches resulted in a home run last night. What we saw was incredibly unprecedented. This was the 1,744th postseason game in the history of Major League Baseball's postseason. It was the first time a pitcher allowed five home runs in a game, and it was the first time a team hit five home runs through five innings of a game. So if you're asking me, what is the likeliest thing here? Do I think the Phillies were just sitting soft? No, of course not. The likeliest thing here is that they had a tell. Because if you're going to break all sorts of records and do all sorts of unprecedented stuff in a sport that's been playing postseason games for 120 years, there is probably something that enabled you to do that. Right, and, and, and to me, it's the 651 pitches that puts it beyond reach. For sure. I don't care what happened in 1920, 1960, <laughs> or 1990, exactly. mm. but if this guy literally did not give up a single home run all year long on off-speed pitches and gave up four last night and you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out that something was afoot so with Todd Frazier in our studio here what does this mean for the World Series right now Phils are up 2-1 they're going nuts Hembo's out of his freaking mind here candidly (laughs) it's annoying Um, 
you're, they're going to win this thing, aren't they? I, I, I think they are. I, I do. They're, they're a team right now that's clicking on all cylinders. And you saw it. I'll too, I, I go back to – I always – I'm a big believer in watching the first to bat of each, each player's mm. – each team's game. So, Altuve, first pitch swinging, okay? Anxious maybe. Dive and catch by uh, Nick Castellanos in right field. All right. Now the crowd's into it. He's pointing to the crowd left and right. He's going. He's getting hyped up. And then you see uh, Schwarber, first at bat. McCullers didn't throw one fastball. And I'm writing this down like, Jesus, you know, I don't think he got on. Don't get me wrong, but there's a tell there, man. you got to establish your fastball as a pitcher and then work off of that. But like the numbers show, 69% of off-speed pitches during a regular season. Why not sit off-speed? Why not sit slow? Because guess what? You're going to get three, if not four, in that at bat. And how many times is he throwing it for strikes? He was opening it up a little bit in the beginning of the game, and that's that's the cause for uh, you know the Phillies to uh, see better pitches. And when he throws balls, it's easy to take them. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love. Visit progressive.com/careers. Now, what I like about Todd Frazier is not only do you have the outstanding insight into the uh, balls and strikes of the game, but you also understand the psychological piece. So I want to set up for you the scenario. Hembo is. The biggest Phillies fan in the entire world. <laughs> this past Friday night, when game one of the World Series was being played, Hembo's wife has friends who were getting married. And Hembo, despite my protest, oh, no. went to the wedding and thus watched game one on a phone on the dance floor with like a shaky feed. His wife actually posted video of this. Oh, my. Hembo, parenthetically, is the worst answer you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> oh, no. And then game two, he watches in the comfort of his own home with the big screen TV and everything else. Yes. So what we decided on the show, the remainder of the hashtag crew, is that he must watch game three on his phone on a shaky feed while dancing. Yeah. And, and a baseball player of all people would understand this because you're the most superstitious people in the world. <laughs> oh, so do boy. you believe that Hembo owed it to his team to do that last night. He, he owed it to Philadelphia to do it. I mean, I, listen, the guy, they won the first game like that, wear the same clothes, same underwear, right? same socks, same song, and whatever he was doing, you know, the robot, whatever he's doing, whatever dance. dance he was doing, you got to do that for at least one inning so every, so the, the baseball guys could be like, you know what, he's, he's a true fan, he, he deserves it. Did you do it last night? I watched every single pitch of last night's game on my phone. Mm-hmm. Not only that, wow. I made all TVs in my home off 8 o'clock. I would not even let my wife watch television after 8 o'clock. I started <laughs> to really get worried about this throughout the day. So I said, Lizzie, babe, we're not even having the TV on. I watched every pitch on my phone. The Phillies won by seven runs. It was a historic performance. I had a yes. lot. You a have lot to, to keep do doing it. it. You, you, you have now. You yeah. have to keep doing yep. it. You know, you, no make, you bring up an interesting thing, Todd, because the baseball players' uh, superstitions have always fascinated me. Yeah. What, what, what were yours? Like, what? Give me. If you're on a hitting streak, what are you doing? I. <laughs> this is a. It's a kind of weird, but not. I would wait. Like, if somebody was in the shower that I, I was in that I wanted, I would either wait or kick them out and be like, "Hey, listen." That's my good luck shower. That, that, was, that was me. If I didn't so shower. Post game, you're talking about? Post game. Post game. I have to go to the right shower and whatever I had for, you know, wherever I ate the day before, I'm going back there and probably eating the same thing. So you just stay, keep everything the same. Keep everything the same. I didn't dress the same, you know, but, you know, if it was a veteran, a guy older than me, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I got to wait another 10 minutes. Hopefully he's quick, but 
if it's a younger guy, I'm like, yo, move over, get the heck out. This is my shower. I'm, I'm, I'm crushing it right now. What crazy stuff did you see? Like, what crazy superstitions <laughs> oh, from other guys? You don't have to put names to it. No, but, but, but what's some of the craziest superstitious oh, stuff you saw man. from guys? You're putting me on the spot. Well, just, I mean, was, does anything jump to mind? Um, I mean, they're the famous stories, right? Wouldn't Wade Boggs eat chicken every day? Every day. All, the, all that stuff. Oh, and, like, there's, there's, there's all these famous stories. Mm. You remember anything yeah, crazy? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, I, I'd have to think back. Nothing jumps to mind. It's no, okay if no, nothing I, jumps to mind. No, one thing, I mean, I, I'll call him Noah Syndergaard. He would, he would always walk, he would always go out in the field before he'd pitch, and he would take his shoes off and just feel his feet into the ground. I mean, I don't know if that's superstitious, but it just seemed like his, his little thing that he did, and he'd like to run with his shirt off. You know, one of those guys. I, I don't know. Well, he, if yeah. I were built like him, yeah, I would I run with so. my shirt one off, One of too. those things, but... Uh, I love Noah. I'm talking about him because he's in the, he's in the World Series. So yeah. he's, he's my man. But he would walk with with his feet, try and get grounded. I guess you could say. I like that. I, I, the, the superstitions are crazy. All right. So uh, the Phillies take us through it now. They're going to win the World Series in the moment that we have left here. We'll let you go. Um, well, there's one other. I I don't want to. I don't think we have the time to do justice this other topic that Hembo brought up to me. But give us, give him a quick taste of it, and we'll save it for later. Sure, Cliff Notes version. I'm going to the game, game five on sure. Thursday, okay? Okay. And a bunch of my buddies are going as well. And with the hope here... You're going to have to watch the game on the phone in the bathroom or something <laughs> he's, like he's that. Gonna, he's going to be on here like this. In the, the event that they win <laughs> tonight. It's like a $2,000 seat that I won't even be able to use. Oh. Anyway, parenthetically, a bunch of my buddies are going down with me. One of them... His wife is expecting in about two weeks is their due date. Okay. But she, she, Anytime now. But, Anytime. Yeah, right, she, they've already had a kid. I think she popped early that time, too. So he sure. is really, really worried yeah. that he might miss the birth of his second child if he goes down to the game. But, Todd, this might be a clinch yeah, scenario. He's already had one. It's okay. I, I, think, I think he's good, and I think you're good, too. I don't think you need, if you're at the stadium, all bets are off. You don't have to be on Ooh. your phone. No, I disagree with that. No, I don't. No, I, don't. I think no. he's got to watch it on Ooh, the phone, no, mostly because no. we want him to have to no, do that. But, but hear me out. The only reason I'm doing it is because there's going to be a delay, and that's going to be pretty annoying <laughs> Dear. Yeah, he's going nuts. He's like, oh, I got to watch my phone. No, he's good. The baseball guys understand. He's a guru. He's a lifer. He's a Philly lifer. Put the phone away. Okay. Tell your buddy to put the phone away. Even if they're having the child, say, guess what? I couldn't hear because of the crowd. So in the stadium, <laughs> no phone, but I will promise to, to dance. Like, so at least okay. I'll keep up half of the bargain. All right. So you'll ruin the time of everyone around you. Uh, <laughs> here's, when it comes to the birth of the child or seeing the World Series, there's so many questions. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a clinching game? Does that make all the difference in yes. the world? Is it your first child? Is it not your first child? Like, these are all the variables that go into Boy this. or girl. I mean, if you, already had a, if you already had a boy and it's another boy, I mean, whoop-de-doo, right? If it's a girl, you already had a girl. Just watch, hey, watch the film of the first and one. You know what? We'll save that for later when down the road when she gets mad at your dad or he or she. It doesn't matter. Fair enough. Hey, Todd, this has been great fun. You back Thank tomorrow? Thank you. I'll be back tomorrow. Okay, we'll see you then. All awesome right. Awesome work. Thank you so much. Todd Frazier, really well done. All right, so that's two of our lead stories for the day. Our next one is coming up. It is the most disappointing, maybe at this point, embarrassing team I can ever remember in sports. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. You know, ZipRecruiter makes it easy to hire for even the most specific role, like a mascot in Missouri. In fact, four out of five employers find a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, with the assembled members of the hashtag crew around me today, Hembo was here, Bubba's here, Nuno's here. I told you we had four lead stories today. So far, we've covered the NFL trade deadline and the World Series. We'll work our way now to the Brooklyn Nets, who are a catastrophe. Uh, there's really no other way to describe it. To call them the most disappointing team in the history of sports is greatly underselling how bad they've been because they've been so much worse than bad. Getting swept out of the playoffs last year at this point feels like about the most accomplished thing they've done in the last couple of years. Um, Because at least it felt like they were playing basketball and making an honest effort. At this point, they've become a soap opera of incalculable proportion and... um, I tell you, Jay Williams, I thought was terrific on it this morning. I didn't get a chance to hear him on KJM here on ESPN Radio because I'm preparing for and then doing our TV show. But we did have Jay on the TV show for a couple of minutes, and he had really strong comments. And I, I think better than anything I could say, he said it. Here's what I am going to say. Is Emi Yudoka a coach that can potentially change the culture? Yes. Does he give you a higher winning probability than Steve Nash? Yes. But it does feel like, and this is coming from a New Jersey Nets fan, Greeny, it feels like the Nets are the black eye of the NBA. It feels like they are the most unlikable team maybe in the history of basketball. You tell me how you root for this team. Strong statement, but I think it's true. Like This has become such a hideously unlikable group. And... There's obviously now the added element of Kyrie Irving and the anti-Semitic film and all of the additional layer of attention and pressure that that is going to bring, um, which is so apart from basketball. These are basketball players. The conversation around them should be basketball conversations. 
I saw someone posted this on Twitter the other day. I'd like to give credit where it's due. I can't remember where I saw it. But in a conversation at a post-game press conference, he was talking about Alex Jones. And do you know how far afield you have to have gone to actually have the words, I don't believe Sandy Hook was a hoax, spoken aloud at a basketball post-game press conference? This is where the conversation has gone around this team. We're no longer talking about sports. And that's where they find themselves. So, you know, Bomani Jones posted something in which he said, this is a wrap. It is time to just break this up and just give it up. There is no way in the world this thing is ever going to succeed. And I tend to agree. Now, I don't think they'll do it yet because I don't think there's any upside to it. I don't think you're going to trade Kevin Durant until the offseason. I don't think KD is a midseason trade. I think at some point, if you're going to get rid of Kyrie during this year, you're just going to cut him. No one is going to trade you anything for him. So it doesn't really cost you anything to ride this thing out a little longer and see if a miracle happens and it turns back in your favor. Ime Udoka is a really good coach. He's not a miracle worker. He's not a magician. I don't think he can. Un- I don't think anyone could. Un- you could bring Red Auerbach back. I don't think it's doing anything of consequence to help what has become the worst situation I've seen any sports team be in in a really long time. I'm sure there have been other examples, uh, but none that jump immediately to mind in the recent past. But anyway, I don't think they'll break it up eventually, but that's clearly where it's going. And from a basketball perspective, there are so many non-basketball elements to this. Uh, the Kyrie Irving element of it is just horrifying to me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless at what I'm seeing going on with regards to that. But from a basketball perspective, and, and let me just make it clear because people are so concerned with the way you say things. By speechless, it certainly doesn't mean I don't have anything to say. I have any number of things to say, and I think they have, they have been said by many and will continue to be, and I feel very strongly as they all do. I don't think any... I would like to think that any right-minded, normal person is sickened by what he posted and is um, confounded by his lack of willingness to acknowledge it or apologize for it. That's, that's the, let's just make that the very least of what we could say about it. But we are a sports show, and I do think there is a real legitimate sports angle to this, and that is how much does all of this stick to Kevin Durant? Like, you talk about people's permanent record. I think Kyrie Irving's permanent record has now been written. His legacy as a basketball player has been undone. I don't know if he'll be able to redo it or not. Kyrie Irving is now going to be remembered for all of this, for last year and this year and the things that have happened away from the court, far more than he's going to be remembered for making a shot that won a championship in Cleveland or any of the extraordinary basketball talent that he clearly has. Ben Simmons is just trying to figure out if he can be a basketball player anymore. He's like a, a pawn in this game. Kevin Durant is an immortal. Kevin Durant is, is he may not be quite on a level with Michael Jordan and, and uh, LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but he's in that room of the Hall of Fame. I, I frequently said, Mike and I used to always say, the Hall of, Halls of Fame have different rooms to them. He's in the most elite room. He's a top 10, 12, 20 player of all time. But at some point, some of how awful this has been has to stick to him. It doesn't take away any of the shots he has made. He remains better at putting the actual, just the pure act of putting the basketball in the basket. He remains better at that than literally anyone I've ever seen. 
and I've been watching the game since the mid-70s. But there are other elements that make all-time great players great. And leadership is clearly one of them. And Jordan and LeBron and Kareem and everyone else, Bill Russell, the greatest of them all, Kobe. What can you say except that Kevin Durant's leadership has been a disaster? Always. And the moves he makes and the things he said have undone so much of what he's done. And the complete lack of accountability... Look, he can be as offended as he wants by any of the things that people say, but his complete lack of accountability at every turn for how badly this has gone have been telling to me. He can fight back all he wants on Twitter and everything else, but at the end of the day, the facts are the facts, and they will not change, regardless of how non-accountable he chooses to be. All right, we continue in a moment. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.